Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? We're going to have some fun with this video. First, we're getting straight to the business. We're going to do some Amazon merch niche research and design. I'm going to show you how I selected a high-level niche, which was Bigfoot, and then how I did research to find sub-niches within that parent niche to sell that I know customers are buying. Then I'm going to show you how I created some really good, really fun Bigfoot designs and how I can take one graphic and scale it out to like 20 or more different shirts. I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. And at the end, if you're still with me at the end, I'm going to spend like, I don't know, two minutes, three minutes. I mean, we'll see how long it actually takes, but I'm going to tell a few Bigfoot stories. So if you're with me, let's go. Real quick, just got to announce the weekly print on demand giveaway this week. Two lucky winners are splitting over a thousand dollars in prizes. All I need is your email address to enter the giveaway this week sponsored by flying upload print on demand upload automation. Automate POD, print-on-demand design creation automation, which, by the way, you could use in what I'm going to show you in this video, and all American graphics. So link below to enter the giveaway. Also, link below to my free seven-day Amazon merch mini course and a link to my Amazon merch Facebook community if you'd like to join. All right, let's talk about the social distancing world champion, Bigfoot. By the way, this design you see behind me, this is from Vexels. They are a uh, graphic design company where you can actually request custom graphics. Also, they've got some pre-made ones like the Bigfoot one you see here. It looks really nice on that sweatshirt. And in this video, also, we're gonna look at all sunsets. Now, you've heard me talk about all sunsets before. I do use them in the vast majority of the designs that I create, and they are releasing a series of Bigfoot graphics that I'm gonna use in some of these designs today in this video. For instance, here is one right here. And here is a uh, preview of the ones that are coming this week. You've even got some like Valentine's Day Bigfoots here in the bottom right corner. So you got some like more serious Bigfoots. You got some fun Bigfoots with a cupcake and a birthday cake and a party, confetti. You got Bigfoot in a canoe, etc. So there's a lot of ways you can uh, go with this Bigfoot idea. But what I've done here is I have... I have the intention of creating t-shirts, right? And I want to make sales because there's, I make that distinction because I can also like do no research, design a t-shirt that I like, upload it and not actually look at Amazon and see if anybody's buying it. Right. But that way I'm like making a t-shirt, but that's one approach. Now this approach that I'm doing right now is like reverse engineering the end goal. If my end goal is to make money, well, I'm going to do some research first to make sure that people are buying what I'm selling. And I haven't even designed yet. So this is actually the order I'd recommend doing things. First things first, research then if it's worth your time to do a design and upload you know what i mean and do the keywords and all that like then you know you you have a little bit of validation ahead of time but what i'm about to do what i'm about to show you it takes two seconds and it's free all right so you can use the search merch tool that i built in my website i'll put a link in the description this filters out non-amazon merch products and type in your primary keyword so i typed in bigfoot so not nothing too specific this is just a high level niche and here you see, I just kind of screenshotted the first two rows. You see eight different t-shirts, eight results indexed on Bigfoot. You see a couple sub-niches. Not all of them have text. Some of them do, but you can see like Bigfoot saw me, but nobody believes him. The second shirt doesn't have any text. The third one, dude, I'm right here. And it's like a silhouette of Bigfoot. Uh, fourth one says the same thing. Fifth one says, keep it squatchy. The sixth and seventh are um, those word cloud designs fit into a uh, Bigfoot silhouette, which by the way, I did a video on how to do those word clouds um, on my channel probably like, what, five, six months ago. 
And the uh, one behind me is kind of like a hot rod Bigfoot. I'm assuming that's probably trademarked. So now I'm like, okay, well, that's a good like high level insight into the Bigfoot niche. And what I actually would do here is start writing down the various sub niche ideas, the text, but also it's like, you can take this different directions. So I typed in Bigfoot Valentine's. Now I don't know if I'm going to see any results. Turns out, yeah, there's results. And what I didn't picture in this screenshot though, is that you can use the free DS Amazon quick view Chrome extension. I'll put a link to it in the description completely free. And what it does in search results, which again, I didn't picture because I just wanted to show the, the graphics here, but it'll show you bestseller ranks, which are indicative of number one, if this product has sold before number two, how well it's selling relative to other products in its category, which in this case, if we're talking Amazon merch, that's exactly what we need. We want to see products in that category. By the way, that category is not exclusive to Amazon merch, but it's still for a frame of reference, really valuable. The lower the bestseller rank, the more sales they're making. Also, there's a recency thing. Like they constantly update that data point throughout the day. So it's showing you in almost real time, like how well something's selling relative to other things. But anyways, Bigfoot Valentine's bunch of options, you know, page one was full. It's not like it was half a page or something. Like there's a bunch of Bigfoot Valentine's day shirts out there too. So I'm just thinking like, let me cross niche two big, uh, big trends, right? You even got one here. Got guy got creative. He did Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster. Like that's pretty cool. There, there's a lot of directions you can take this guys, but not only did we look into one high level niche with various sub niches, but we found two high level niches cross niche them and this is how it's done. You know what I mean? You don't just want to, you don't just want to come to Amazon and say Bigfoot shirt as your primary keywords. Cause you're going to get indexed on like page two, page three, page four. If you're not on page one, it's going to be really tough to get visibility. Right. And if you're in a saturated niche, you don't need to give up hope, but you can focus on long tail keywords. Like Bigfoot is my Valentine. That's long tail. It starts with the parent category of Bigfoot, but Bigfoot is my Valentine long tail, right? So you have a chance and then you're indexed on Bigfoot Valentine's, which is exactly what I searched. And what I may suggest you do even when you write your titles, guys, try to closely mimic a phrase. Don't just put in random keywords. Don't sprinkle them in, in random order. Try to closely mimic how people would search like phrases people would search. So it could be Bigfoot Valentine's shirt, comma, uh, Bigfoot is my Valentine. And maybe you change it up. Like since you're already indexed on Bigfoot from the first word, the second time you type Bigfoot type B I G space F O O T. So now you're indexed on Bigfoot, big foot, and it's in the right order. And if you don't think Amazon's algorithm, I, I was thinking maybe I should do a video where I kind of like show you, I wouldn't go too in depth, but I'd show you like on a technical, like the technical framework of like how an algorithm most likely is seeing your search query. Cause it's really not that complicated, honestly. And we know we have confirmation from Amazon. If you've ever run ads that they have various types of, um, of ways of evaluating search queries. When you set up ads, you get to say, essentially when someone searches this, if there is a single keyword match, we call that broad match, or if there's a multiple keyword match in this sequence, not shuffled phrase match. And if it's an exact match, that's another match type. So when you run ads on Amazon, you get to select various match types. So it can be broad where it just contains a keyword phrase where it contains keywords in a specific order, but it's not exact. Then the third type, the most valuable and the highest, most expensive exact match where someone types in exactly Bigfoot is my Valentine. 
and then I want to run an ad and say, when someone types in Bigfoot is my Valentine, my shirt needs to show up first. And I'm going to bid this much money to get that advertising spot. So it, it, hopefully that was a good example of like kind of how I think of keywords on Amazon with their algorithm, et cetera. So what I did is I scrolled through a bunch of various Bigfoot shirts on Amazon. I probably went to like page two, maybe page three. Uh, by the way, when you see repetition of the same sub-niche shirts on page one or page one and two, usually a good indicator that that sub-niche is selling well. If I'm on page three and I'm starting to find niches there, it's like, okay, well, these probably aren't selling as well relative to the other ones. Otherwise, Amazon is intelligent enough to rank them higher. So what you see here, I uh, opened up Notepad and I wrote a list of 20 different sub-niches related to Bigfoot. Now, what can I do with this? Well, for one, you should trademark search all of them. Make sure that they, you have the rights to do it. And then for two, which by the way, for the sake of this video, I did not trademark them. So if I have one in here that's trademarked, I'm, just because you see it here doesn't mean that you should go run with these and start doing designs. Always do your trademark research. Um, I, I'm just letting you know I didn't double check that because I was really just doing this for the video. But I did have some fun with these designs. So what you see here is me in Photoshop. Notice what I did. I grabbed one of those sunset designs from All Sunsets. And by the way, I'll put a link in the description if you're not a uh, All Sunsets member. They're running a sale while they're releasing these Bigfoot designs. I think it's like, I don't know, 10% off or 15% off the normal price. And you pay for an annual license. And that means you get access to all the new graphics and all the old graphics for a year. So I'll put a link in the description there. But you see here, this is exactly what I did to make these designs. Number one, select a sunset. Drag, drop. All right, my canvas size. So the, the black background you see there, that's square. That's the canvas. I have this set to 4,500 pixels by 5,400 pixels tall. That's the standard Amazon merch dimension. So I always recommend starting there. Um, at least for my personal business, I optimize everything for Amazon merch because it has the highest profit potential. And I let that trickle down to all my other print-on-demand um, websites, you know, products, websites, etc. Now, what I did here is, and you don't have to do it exactly how I did it, but I used the impact font. Impact font is a big, bold font. We know that big and bold text sells well when it comes to Merch by Amazon or really any other print-on-demand products because the bigger and bolder it is, the easier it is to read, okay? Now, I always make this distinction. If we go to a retail store, and I did a video on this uh, before Christmas because I went to like H&M and I was shopping and I was like, I'm gonna take some pictures of these retail clothes and show the difference between how they design and how we design for the internet because there is a difference. On the internet, you're competing for that you know, on internet, man, people's attention spans are short. They're quick scrolling on their phone with their thumb or they're quick scrolling with their, you know, their mouse. So you got to be like, you got to capture the attention and they need to be able to read the text in the design very quickly, very easily. So big, bold text. Notice what I did. I went to that list from Notepad. Look at the first row. Bigfoot saw me. What did I do here? Bigfoot saw me. And you see, I matched the top text to the uh, orange from the sunset. And I match the bottom text to the yellow from the sunset. You don't have to do that. Again, it's just completely up to you. Again, I use the impact font. There's a, how many different fonts can you choose from? A million. Um, something that I like to do with impact font sometimes. Now, I didn't do it in this example, but you can distress it. You can use the uh, channels tab in Photoshop behind me. Put a distressed texture. Use select all. Click whatever portion you want to remove from the portion of the design that you want to distress and then just cut it. Like, I know that's a weird way of saying it by verbally, but I don't wanna make this video about how to distress designs in Photoshop. I do have one on my YouTube channel from a couple years ago. Anyways, sometimes that's something I would do. I think a Bigfoot design, it might look good, but I didn't slow down to do it for this example, but that's one design, right? So if we're just going quickly, how quickly can we get 20 designs done? 
pretty darn quickly. Ready? Because all we did, drag drop the design, have your font selected, Bigfoot on top, saw me underneath. All right, great. What's next? Dude, I'm right here. All right, so next design. Dude, I'm right here. Another design done. How, how quickly and easily was that? I just clicked into the text box, changed the words, and then the one at the bottom there, I resized to make it smaller so it didn't wrap to a new line. All right, two designs done. What's the third design? Keep it squatchy, okay? You guys probably already knew how that was going to look. Keep it squatchy. Just like that, three Bigfoot designs. And I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I love Bigfoot. So <laughs> I had some fun doing these designs. Again, I didn't just say, hey, I like Bigfoot, so I'm going to decide what these shirts should say. I said, you know what? I like Bigfoot, but I also like making money. So let me go see what people are buying and then make it my own. Make my own version of those sub niches within the Bigfoot parent niche. That's exactly what I did here. And, you know, that took me maybe to even get the, the template set up five minutes. And all I had to do if I wanted to was go back to that notepad list, go down that whole list of 20, and I'd have 20 designs. And then you know, you know what else you can do? Swap out the graphic and then do it again. So now with two graphics, you have 40 designs, you know, because you got the 20 sub niches times two because you got two different graphics. So they're two unique designs. And you can do all of this with, uh, you know, all sunsets plus Photoshop or Photopea or Canva. You can also use the Automate POD Chrome extension that I've talked about before. And you can create a CSV file of your sub niches that I was showing you here. And if you need to, you can say like, well, what about the top and bottom aspect? Well, you can split it up into two columns. So you can say column one is the word that's going to be on top. Column two is the word that's going to be underneath. And then you literally click the extension twice. You say open extension, load the CSV, go, and it'll create all your designs for you. You can literally walk away and go do something else. Come back, all the designs are created and downloaded. This is this is how I run my POD business. I'm not saying it's the only way, but I like to be transparent with you guys. Also, if you're just getting started, keep it simple. I'm not trying to say this if you're new to Merch by Amazon. Like, start slow, put in the work. You don't need to be focused on scalability and automation when you're just getting started. But now that we've covered how I just made three good-looking Merch by Amazon t-shirts very quickly, very easily that we know sell. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about Bigfoot real quick. So if you want to hang out for a couple more minutes, let me give you some brief summaries of two podcast episodes that I listened to recently that deal with Bigfoot. And this is from a uh, podcast that I am a longtime subscriber to called The Confessionals. The guy who runs this podcast is an 18-wheel truck driver, but he likes paranormal stuff. He started a podcast years ago. I mean, he's 300 episodes deep where he lets people call in and just tell a story. There's nothing in it for those people. They often remain anonymous, and they just tell a story, almost always about something paranormal that happened to them. And I mean, I get goosebumps all the time listening to their stories because it's so believable. Anyways, I want to talk first and foremost about his most recent episode, episode 309, The Predator. This guy was a, he's six foot four, battle-hardened criminal, member of a biker gang, like, I'm not going to give, you know, if you want to listen to the story, I'll put a link to it in the description, of course. But this dude's like a biker, hardcore gangbanger. Like, I mean, I'm not, again, he, he gets, he, he breaks the law all the time. He, he actually had to disappear. As in, he had to go live with his girlfriend's dad, who lived in a back, back, backwoods trailer on some land that had some really weird stuff happening out there. And again, there wasn't a lot of people out there to experience it because the way he described it was you go off the road and you get out into the woods and then that road turns to a dirt road and the dirt dirt road starts to disappear and you keep going and that's where the the trailer was that the dad lived in 
And he tells a story about what the dad had experienced shortly after moving in there with some paranormal stuff. Anyways, this guy's not scared. Six foot four, you know, gun-toting criminal. <laughs> and anyways, he's got no, he's disappearing from the law. So he's out there trying to make a little bit of money. And he, the way he told the story was something got messed up with the water line to their trailer. So they ended up digging it up, trying to find what was wrong and fix it. And in the process of digging it up, they found some like Indian, uh, Native American arrowheads. So he realizes he can sell these things. And also, I don't know if you guys know anything about the history of mounds in America, but there's some mounds on his property. Now, not all of them are like suspicious type mounds. Some of them are like landfill mounds. At least one, he said. One was landfill mound. But he said there's at least three other big mounds that were not landfills. So he just starts digging in some of them and finding these arrowheads and trying to sell the arrowheads. Getting a little bit of cash, right? Because he can't go get a job or anything like that. Like he has to lay low or he's going to get arrested. And one day when he's out there digging up these arrowheads, he says he he's taking a break. He's smoking a cigarette and he sees something out the corner of his eye, like a blur. And I mean, I don't know, most of you guys watching probably haven't done like the level of Bigfoot research that I have, right? But um, there have been, this isn't like a one-time thing, this story of the cloaking, I don't know what else to call it really, like think of like Harry Potter when he puts on the invisibility cloak and you can kind of see light bending around. So this isn't the first time that somebody's reported having something like this. But he sees something out the corner of his eye, just like that. And he looks, nothing's there. And he tells himself, oh, that was the smoke from the cigarette. Now, not that long later, like seconds later, he sees it again, except this time he turns and looks. That thing is right there. Light is bending around. And he said, this dude's six foot four. He said this thing was minimum eight inches taller than him, right next to him. And it realizes that he's looking at it and it looks down at him and then it jets. And I don't know if you guys have heard others. I mean, again, probably nobody, let's be real, but these Bigfoot stories aren't that rare. <laughs> There just isn't some central repository where you can go look for them, uh, unless you want to talk about a podcast like this. And these Bigfoot, like when they run, they can go zero to 60 like that. Like it's just instant. It's almost like the laws of physics don't apply. And when they go, you don't hear anything. It doesn't make noise, right? And this guy's not even seeing an actual like Bigfoot in the terms of this graphic. He's seeing the the like waveform if you want to. I don't know what to call it. He's seeing some weird version. He said though that when that thing ran, the life dropped out of him. This dude's a six foot four, like battle hardened criminal that does like breaking and entering type style crimes. That's been had the cops in that area, like trying to frame him so they can put him away. He even had the police chief tell him they were going to kill him. So this dude's no joke. He said that he dropped all the arrowheads, the shovel, his sick, everything. He said, it's probably still there. And he ran his ass back to the trailer as fast as humanly possible. Grabbed a cell phone, ran out to where he could get reception, called his mom and said, mom, you have to come get me. She's like, I can't come get you. The way he tells it is much better, obviously. But he says, she, she's like, I can't come get you. You know, the cops have been right here at my property three times recently. Because that's the level that this dude's wanted. He said, no, come get me. Come get me. I don't care. This dude went to prison for almost two years, basically turned himself in and accepted his fate because he couldn't last out there. And that was just one of the stories that took place on that land. He tells a couple other ones. But guys, this is some good stuff, right? I mean, hey, you don't even need to read fiction. Like, there's a lot of things that are stranger than fiction in real life. And this story is not really that unique to him. If you go listening, I mean, we've got 300 episodes here. Not all the episodes on the confessionals are related to Bigfoot. But, you, I mean, there's some good stuff, you know? And you don't even have to believe it. Just let it, hey, consider it fiction and be entertained. And I'm not going to give you a full in-depth 
on this this other episode about Bigfoot that I listened to, but episode 303 called The Bigfoot Lights, and it is a Native American guy who was driving at night with his girlfriend. Um, I believe it was like southern Minneapolis or India. I don't know. I get I get the locations confused. Anyways, like middle of the night, you know, the type time of night where it's really nobody's awake and on some desolate road, you know, doing a long journey drive. And starts seeing like weird lights in the sky. Ends up being three lights, which by the way, a lot of these paranormal things happen in threes. Like the more you look into this stuff, you start seeing uh, consistencies. And so two lights in front of him, one light behind him, acting super weird, kind of pulsing, hovering. And all of a sudden, orbs start to fall out of them. And one orb falls out of the the, uh, pulsating, hovering light behind him, chases their car. And this dude prays with tobacco. It's like a Native American thing. When that orb that was behind them was about to catch them. And he says that he'd said like a prayer to his you know Native American god and broke the tobacco from his cigarette. And the orb stopped following them. Now, I didn't get as in-depth into that story, but it's a good one. I really give you a brief summary of that one. Um, but, you know, then he talks to his, his like trusted medicine man. And the medicine man tells him those were Bigfoot. So you hear a lot of different renditions about Bigfoot. I'm not claiming to know anything. I'm just having fun with this stuff. But I have an open mind. You know, the last thing that I want to believe is that we know everything that there is to know about everything, which in my mind is what, you know, if you just have blind faith and authority, that's what they want you to believe because it's in their best interest, the people on the other side, to have you thinking that way. So I just say, hey, guys, if you're interested in having an open mind, listening to some of these cool stories, I'll put a link to this podcast in the description. This is just one. There's plenty out there where you can hear awesome stories like this. And whether you choose to believe them or not, it's completely up to you. I mean, believing this or not believing this isn't really going to change how you live your life, but I think they're really entertaining. So thanks for listening to me go off on a uh, spiel about Bigfoot. Anybody that's still with me, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, quick reminder, I have an Amazon merch course showing you how I went from tier 10 to tier 100,000, made over three grand in profit in the month of January. If you missed my passive income report, I can put a link to it right here so you can go check that out. I talk a little bit more in depth about you know what was working and whatnot. Uh, And that's it, guys. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and I'll see you soon.